Where we're going, we don't need roads. Tell you my story, man. I'm drunk, show up. Beautiful, I'm drunk. You talk. Give me two. Everybody out there, how was your Halloween? Mine was great, thanks for asking. Uh, now, listen, today we've got in for our Halloween special of uh, Off Topic with Two Drunk Guys, Jason McDonald. Hey, hey, how's it going? And our movie critic, the movie analyst, Shane A. Bassett. Hey guys, thanks for having me in the flesh. I know, right? Long time in the making. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this, this definitely uh, needed to happen, so I'm so happy that you're here. Thank you, and likewise. <laughs> All right, so uh, obviously with uh, Halloween being uh, just gone, we decided that uh, a little Halloween special was, um, was the right thing to do. I think you guys deserved it. And yeah, well, Jason wouldn't stop tagging on my shirt because I'm, you know, six foot four, he's four <laughs> foot eight. Uh, oh, come and- on, man. <laughs> Hang on, I'm just going to get one ahead of you guys. Oh, I was going to go for a big cheers, but that's all right. Again, see, just jumping the gun all the time. Uh, so, yeah, he was uh, just saying, come on, man, you know, horror is my favorite thing in the whole world. You've got to, you know, it's Halloween, we're going to do a special. Yeah, well, I mean, we, I wanted to do it last week, but you were, you know, Suki Lala. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, everybody, if you didn't know, if you didn't uh, check out my Facebook, I was ill last week. Uh, so unfortunately, we're only able to get you out a little Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> well, that was good, right? That was a great episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, but um, Can you look, uh, open your beers so we have a chance? Well, cheers? to celebrate, <laughs> uh, here we go. What are we on? Oh, uh, we're sponsored by Sapporo, um, premium beer tonight, big 500 cans. I love these guys. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks for popping in. Need to pour into my um, glass. Sorry, it's probably going to take about 10 seconds. Now, what do we do for Halloween? Anyone do anything? Uh, I, can, I, can you be the Grinch at Halloween? Uh, I think you can. What's the I equal? think you're about to be, yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> so uh, I arrived home and, uh, you know, my lovely family, uh, my young kids, uh, you know, they, they were looking forward to this all week, getting dressed up, carving pumpkins, all that sort of stuff. So I get home and we've got uh, little pictures of witches and skeletons hung up outside and to signify that we're giving away lollies, we've got a pumpkin sitting out the front of the house. Right. So... You're a clear target for a giver of trick-or-treat. Right? <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, and I'm driving through the streets home and I, I can see it. It's right there. People are walking around, you know, doing all the trick-or-treating things. And uh, for those of you who don't know me that well, um, I have some trust issues in my life. <laughs> uh, I'm sure they'll come out in one of these podcasts. <laughs> uh, so uh, I promptly uh, parked the car, walked inside, said to everybody, take everything down. I don't want another person knocking on my door. <laughs> are you serious? Yeah, 6 p.m. Yeah. Oh, you are a Grinch. Yeah. It wasn't even dark. It wasn't even dark, no. Gee. Oh, those poor kids. Yeah. Like earlier they were walking home from school and they saw the pumpkin (laughs) and they're like, oh, that's a place we're going to target later on at 6.05. Yeah. You know, the sun's still got another hour and a half. Yeah. And they're they're dragging dad and mum to (laughs) your house. 
and everything stripped back and you're sitting there on your armchair going, no, no, no. <laughs> Get away. I was, hitting, I was hissing like a cat. It's yeah. a bit Halloween. You were too busy injecting apples with acid or something? Or? <laughs> I just, I, I don't know. I, you know, I don't know what it was. I was just a, in an irritable mood and the last thing I wanted was people knocking on my door. Well, can you, I, I was actually thinking. <laughs> I'm hearing myself saying this. I, I hate my. I hate myself. Next time the boys can come up with up here. Yes, uh, tell, tell us about what uh, you got up to. Yeah. Well, it actually wasn't even my party. I was, <laughs> I just opened Oh, you house. had a party, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so one of my good friends wanted to have a Halloween party. We're doing a lot of work here, so we're like, we didn't want anything big. And she's like, invited a few friends over and we just happened to dress up, which was nice. But can I tell you that the numbers of um, trick-or-treat mm. door knockers were well down this year. Like, we are... a Go to house, right? And yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Every You're definitely year, known throughout the neighborhood to be yeah, either party dress house. up or yeah. party or just even have lollies at the door, whatever it might yeah. be, and do something. You've and had red carpets going out the front of your house for Oscar nights and things like we that. We have, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're that house, anyway. Um, yeah, so we had uh, our numbers were well down. We probably had I don't know maybe five or six door knocks only. Really? Yeah, normally we've got like, the, it's you know, like Central Station. Is it because it's, it's a Tuesday night or was you talking about the Saturday night? No, it's a Tuesday night. Yeah. I think that's it, I think right? that's it, yeah. It was in between uh, in, during the week. Okay. Well, I mean, this is the first time that I, uh, I guess, haven't been in an apartment or I was in England before that and they couldn't and really get to exactly my door. That's exactly why you should have embraced Halloween this way. Like you, your boys are, what are they, five and three? Oh, look, I got them dressed up beforehand. We had we actually did a little Halloween thing on on the Saturday night. Okay. I, I was ill, so I was sort of laid there watching them. But, okay. <laughs> but they, we got them dressed up and, you know, we had coloured drinks. and so, oh, We watched uh, Harry Potter. Um, oh, which one? The Har- uh, number four. It's the last one I can show them because it actually got a little bit... Yeah. Yeah. Prisoner of Azkaban was the third, yeah. wasn't it? Was the third, it? yeah. Fourth what was the uh, fourth? This is why they play the games. Goblet of Fire. Goblet of Fire. Okay, yeah. And it was with the Death Eaters. Where so I fast-forwarded a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was Death Eaters at the beginning, which I fast-forwarded. And then when show, I... Why didn't you show them number one? They've seen it. Oh, right. Okay, cool. That was chronological order, mate. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm finishing it for a moment. Anyway. That's as far as you can go. So anyway, uh, what did you get up to? Uh, not much. I... Uh, Watched one of my favourite movies, which we'll get on to Oh, a later. horror movie? Yes, a horror movie. But nice. other than that, nothing. I was in Sydney. So God, by the time I got home, I had a few cold beers that were in the fridge. Yeah, nice. I could hear a lot of kids' voices, but my house was uh, very in the, indescriptive in the, and in the not or? inviding anyone. Yeah. <laughs> so you had no lights on? No or lights or anything. Like yeah. no. <laughs> Even the lounge room light was off. <laughs> but I, I would have answered the door. I had some apples and some canned goods that they could have had, but I'm sure they wouldn't want those anyway. Yeah, I've seen those. Here's a butter knife. <laughs> uh, no, I've seen no. that in a horror movie once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Psycho or trick or treat? Anyway. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I dressed up though. I dressed up. Up. I did. Do you want to know what I dressed up as? I think I saw it on Instagram. Maybe. But uh, you know what? I do want to know because I have seen it, but I think everyone else should know because for once I'm not going to pull you down. <laughs> I'm actually nice. going to big you up on this. I thought it was awesome. What, yeah, well, t- I mean, it's a very, uh, very practical this week as well because we are reviewing Jigsaw on today's episode. We are, Halloween yes. special. Mm. And so I went and dressed up as Billy the Puppet, who is the freaky little puppet that rides a bike in before the game starts. I'd like to play a game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I dressed up as, as him and I, yeah, yeah. I was really pretty happy with How'd that. How'd that go? Because, you know, we had our uh, a few weeks ago and I spoke about getting dressed up as the Joker uh, and realised that 
wearing makeup and things like that. It's just too hard. Well, I don't do things in halves, right? But this is my, my mask, and it's quite heavy. You can't see this because this is a podcast. What I wanted to ask is, did you make it? <laughs> no, no. This was actually given to me by my, my girls as a present, which is awesome, right? Uh, yeah. It's a fantastic mask. Yeah, so all looks, I had to yeah. do really is add the the costume, really. And... Do you know the only thing I would change on that? Yes. And it's uh, so the eyes there. It's red, and it's sort of a blood red. It's a it, I'll call it a matte sort of red. Is go and get some uh, paint that's actually a bit more fluorescence red. Oh yeah, just so to give it. Yeah. A bit more? that'd be awesome because that's when the freakiness starts. Uh, you know. So are you okay if we post this on, on Facebook just to show everyone? Please do. Yeah, yeah I'd love you to do that. Yeah, yeah, I was pretty happy with that one. Yeah, I think you get some uh, some good reviews on that one. So. Oh, I'm so nervous. I know. <laughs> we thought as a special treat for everyone out there, we're going to give you guys a little uh, top 10 horror of all time. Not uh, just this year. Of, of all, all time. time, I know. And <laughs> like, I got a little bit anxious about this and started scratching my arm. And because I don't do horror best of horror very often, I do my my best of every, uh, every year. You know, at the end of the year, I look yeah. forward to that. Yeah, and, and and I take that very seriously. But it's not often I sit back and go, "What is my number one? What is my number four horror film of all time?" You know, we sort of went this before the show. We're talking about our our specials coming up. Yes. Uh, and one thing I don't know if if uh, Jason mentioned, but we're actually going to do a special. Uh, Based on uh, his best of twenty seventeen, which maybe yeah. you might be interested in. Uh, be very interesting. <laughs> it's been a good year. Yeah, we'd love. We want to kind of do a, a live um, recording, actually. Okay. So we'll just have the three of us, and you know, and a couple of friends or whatever, yeah. just in, you know, background listening. And we're going to have good. three cameras propped up around, just filming the uh, episode for YouTube. So that's something that we're anyway, working towards. We're going to have that one. We'll I take think. that offline, but. I, so I was very anxious about this top ten, and and um, I'm actually currently rocking up and down on my chair as we talk. But okay. <laughs> this is my this is my genre. Right? Yeah. You guys know yes. that I'm very passionate yeah, about horror. Definitely. Always have been, and uh, and I lo- lost the love for horror a little bit after the uh, um, late '80s. I'll talk about that. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, right? sure. Yeah, yeah. But can I pre- preface this with one thing? Right, that the, our top ten has to be straight down the line horror. Because there's a lot of subgenres within horror. You've got sci-fi horror, like maybe Aliens, right? Yeah. You've got horror thriller, like A Silence of the Lambs, right? Sure. I know I'm fucking up your top ten as I speak. And we also have the big one for me is horror comedy, mm. right? So it could be A Shaun of the Dead. Yep. The Lost Boys. Or A Zombieland, yeah, right? yeah. So I'm thinking this top ten, and maybe they become, you talk about them, happy figure talking about them, maybe they become honourable mentions. But I'm thinking this is just straight genre Horror, straight down the line. That, that's kind of what I want. How I want to look at that. And that's the way you can look at it. <laughs> uh, but um, I need I need to be coming from uh, an everyman point of view because I enjoyed horror for about five years when I was a, you know, in my early teens, uh, and then after that it, it just sort of went on to more I like thrillers. So I'm not going to bring thrillers into this like that. A hardcore just thriller, but I don't mind a little um, horror genre change comedy. Horror genre change. So you got horror. You got um, horror com. You got um, was it zom rom coms mm. in your freaking top ten or what? Uh, a lot of zom coms. Yeah, yeah zom coms. That's yeah. what it's all I've about. I've got yeah. to admit to you, Jay. I do too. So I've got mostly mostly you would say they are traditional horrors, but there's going to be a couple in there that you that are funny at mm. times. 
So well, this isn't a dictatorship here. Rule. This is a diplomatic <laughs> thing. So that's fine. Two against one. It's our own top ten, and let's let's start now. Huh? Yeah. So how, how we we're going to do this, guys? Is uh, we're going to do uh, from ten to six. So we're going to do the back end of the uh, back five, and uh, we'll go around one at a time to do that. And then uh, once it gets around full circle, we're going to go five to one, which is at the meaty end of the. Uh, the right. horror stick. Let's get cracking. Who's first cab? Um, I think you Shane? should go last because you, you changed things. Yeah. yeah, I can bang on Shane. and you can tighten me up. Yeah, okay, good. All right, so 10 to 6 it is, isn't it, we're doing? Yeah. All right. I'll just list them off and then you can stop me if you want to. Yeah, Otherwise, we might have some commentary. Oh, yeah, don't worry about that. Yeah. Well, we right. might have some commentary. 10. French vampire what? in America. What? That's bullshit. <laughs> 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 Sorry. No. The French Vampire in America, otherwise known as Innocent Blood, has two names. That's number 10. Number nine, Carnival of Souls. Right. Black and white horror film. And what year was that? Do you remember? 67? Oh, okay. Yeah. 68? Digging deep. You know, uh, just quickly, I was looking yeah. at uh, like uh, Rotten Tomatoes and how okay. they do horror and things like that. And I, you know, I was thinking Rotten Tomatoes are fairly um, new to the world, you yeah. know, the movie world. So anyone... Uh, rating things on there. It's generally going to be sort of this sort of last 25 years. Right. But I was surprised by uh, out of a top 100 that they had, uh, you know, so many of them were definitely 30s, 40s, 50s. Mm. But they had th- they had that weird um, inflation uh, scoring. So they did have an did inflation scoring, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So if it was a bit older and, and Rotten Tomatoes wasn't around, they had some kind of uh, yeah. uh, database scaling system just to... But anyway, really yeah. interesting, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's funny you say that because in my top five, there may or may not be something from like the 30s. Oh. You never know. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, going all out here, all, um, all years. In the Mouth of Madness, number seven. I love that film. That's um, In the Mouth of Madness, Sam Neill. Yes. Yeah. John Carpenter. John Carpenter. It. Yeah, that's a freaky movie, right? It is. Yeah, and very. Haunted have you House. seen that? You remember that? On, yeah, we had it on VHS. I was going to say, I, I know the cover. Yeah, yeah, I just I haven't seen it now. Right. And I jumped. I missed out on eight. My number eight was The Exorcist. Of course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exorcist. What was the number one film of all time before? It's got to it. be in everyone's top ten, right? As far as uh, box office. Yeah, yeah. adjustment and for box office. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Actually, I don't actually know if you adjust Exorcist whether it's number one or two. Mm. Have you looked at that? Well, see, would they include the Exorcist director's cut and the reissues and well, all that uh, as well? Theatrical. I think yeah. they would. So that's all there. I, I, I think. So I just wonder whether Exorcist is... St- I believe Exorcist will still be number one after in- adjustment. Mm. But as you, as, as you look at the box office today, It is number one. As a film, The Exorcist was such a game changer, whereas oh. It was fantastic, but it yeah. wasn't a game, game changer. changer. yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. And the last one out of this first segment is Hellraiser. Love Hellraiser. Hellraiser, yeah. the original. I was actually original. like a lot of them, especially the first three, but the original is what I'm listing. Is that the one with the pins in the head, pinhead? Yeah, pinhead. Yeah. Uh, I just heard this week that they're... There he is. Um, there he is. You know, a little member <laughs> oh, yeah. in the cabinet? <laughs> they're actually making an adult uh, version of that film because... Uh, As in triple X. Yeah, and the reason I, I'm saying that... How's that work? <laughs> uh, well, it's called penis head. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Right. Oh, uh, right. And the only reason I'm saying that because what I was listening to was talking about how um, uh, that industry has actually almost fallen apart 
in terms of making the big budget type films mm. uh, based on the fact that you know, people have access to it on, on the internet now. So what they do make money on uh, is parodies. parodies. Yeah, the parodies. Yeah. It's all about parodies here because they can spend the money on it. Nobody mm. else will, can make it to that sort of value and people want to, the, of, of those types of films, people like to watch them. Working in a video shop when I was a kid, there was a red book under the counter that people used to ask for. The covers weren't on the shelf. Yeah, so they right. grabbed the red book, the folder, and go into a corner and look at it and tell you what number they wanted. But there was a lot of parodies back then too. Yeah. As yeah. you'd know. Oh, my God, that's amazing. Yeah, we, we used to just have them on the shelf. No, we didn't. Now, I remember CT. Yeah, no, before, yeah, before your time, Sean, they had literal, room, literal rooms to walk into as well. Well, as a kid, I remember the room. You remember that? Yeah, yeah but yeah, certainly when I started working, yeah, I didn't, yeah. we didn't have that room. So Hellraiser's uh, Clive Barker, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and right. um, I, I really love that film. It's actually one of my honourable mentions, to be honest. Music, the cast, everything yeah. in it. And real ultra gory for the for its time. Mm. And what year was that? 88. Uh, I was underage, but I remember seeing it, and there was an M version theatrical, and when it came out at the cinema, the R version was on VHS. Right. I remember that. So you, these actually do that... Often, more often than they do now, because they didn't have MA back then. No. Went no. from M to R ratings. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I've just Look, always I th- I th- loved Hellraiser. Yeah, so do I. And I think number two was kind of more of almost bordering on porn. <laughs> and the th- three was pretty good again. But then after that, they, it really did lose itself a bit, you know, I think. Yeah. That was... Do you think there's a reboot in the future? Definitely. There's yeah. been talk of it for a while, but unfortunately I think it was the the Weinstein company that were oh, okay. <laughs> going to yeah. do it. <laughs> so, no, it's yeah. just, just so Sean. point. Yes, I mean, I just six. want to say, I just realised that you stole my uh, mic stand. That's why I'm leaning down so far. That's fine. It's like a hot box in oh, here. some back issues. <laughs> okay, you ready for this? I'm going to hide it. I have, uh, as I said... will be dominated by the 90s, I'm sure. I'm picking up the mic. It's happening. Um, number 10, Blair Witch Project. Yep. Now, you're going to be thinking, like, really? Blair Witch Project? Why would you put that? Because we spoke uh, about this a, a while yeah, back yeah, on, a couple, yeah. on an episode. I, you know, I went to an original screening when we still all thought it was real. Real. Because uh, of the market. At a midnight line. screening because, like, found footage. What? This is crazy. I was so scared. I walked out of there and I've never been really scared in films um, and I was probably 19, 20, something like that. So, yeah, that needs to go in 10 just for the fact that the, of the whole sort of shebang of what they did with that film. And yeah. b- bar uh, paranormal activity, it's probably the most profitable horror film of all time. Yeah, yeah, it costs nothing, paranormal, right? <laughs> paranormal cost like $16,000 yeah. and grossed over, uh, you know, Almost two hundred million or something. Yeah. That had Steven Spielberg's basically approval, whereas yeah. Blair Witch didn't. Now that viral marketing campaign for Blair Witch is the first time it ever really got used. It was nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, I remember seeing paper wanted. I'm uh, missing pictures on power poles yeah. in Sydney. Yep, and I saw it too, like you and. My legs were up on the seat, mate. I, I didn't know what to expect, and it scared the sh- living shit out of me as yeah. well. And I still you, like it to this it day. It shows you the power of the mind, really. Because if you watch that movie today, and, and it's fun to watch today because mm. you know what you know. It's different, yeah. yeah. But nothing actually ever happens. 
Really? Let's face no, it. Yeah, right? they just walk around. I mean, yeah. the, there's that famous scene of where she's sitting in her tent, sniffling yeah. all over to leave Britney alone. <laughs> oh no, that's the wrong. Parody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Um, okay, number nine, Poltergeist. Yes, just, ah, uh, yes. You know, it's one of those things. Uh, again, as a, as a um, sort of young teenager, we we got that film. We watched it over, over and again. Just loved it. Just a just a masterclass, really. And and it was actually um, directed by Tobe Hooper. I don't know if you know who that is. No. But he directed Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. One and two. One and two. And it was obviously sprinkled with Spielberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. 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 Uh, so that was cool. Number eight uh, is a personal favor of mine, so I don't imagine it's on anyone else's list, is Event Horizon. Yeah, so that's Sam a sci-fi Neal, horror yeah, that yeah. I didn't have in the Lawrence list. Fishburne. But that's a great film. And I, can I tell you, that's a... Bloody scary film. Mm. That yeah. is actually a scary film. Yeah. Yeah. All I remember is uh, a, a body trippy. hanging from hooks, but all over the body, and yeah. it was just the skin was stretching. And it actually was, holds uh, up now, too. I really? haven't seen it for a long time, and I watched it maybe a year ago, and there's a director's cut version of it mm. out there on Blu ray, which oh, I watched. I've got to get that. Yeah. It's very well, you good. It's in my box. And set. it's similar to um, Hellraiser. It's got very similar images, hasn't it? Yeah, well, some, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Some very similar images to Hellraiser in it. But yeah, I found brilliant. that movie genuinely scary. Yeah, I didn't yeah, get yeah. scared much. Yeah. yeah. Well, me out. again, most of these films, I was scared by something, whether it be you know I was actually physically shaking. Did you watch any of the movies? No. Did Did you watch? I did. Yeah. 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 No, I did. Uh, again, I was probably fifteen or sixteen. Ninety-seven. Uh, so I was. It was about ninety-seven. It came. Yeah, out. I was about seventeen. Ninety-six, something like that. It was. Uh, so then I went on to number seven again. This is where it might step outside of your range, Jason. <laughs> Zomcom, I've got Zomcom mis- coming. Misery. Oh, oh no. Oh, well, yeah, okay. Because yeah, you, know, you can say a it's, a, it's a thriller, that's but a thriller. that's okay. It's horror to you, right? It's it your top on, ten. It was on Apparently, Rotten Tomatoes it's his horror top list, 10. mate. I, I, I hear you. I hear what you're yeah. saying. That's, that's Sledgehammer scenes horrific. <laughs> that, yeah, there you go. But oh, that's yeah. the thing. Like it, that scared me. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I know thrillers scare you as well, I guess. But uh, because it was a physical yeah. thing to who it, was just... the main actor? Can um, James Khan. James Khan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Kathy Bates, right? A lot better than Scott Khan. Yeah. And Lauren Bacall. Had a small role in it. Can I Which say she, that um, Kathy? She? She's in the stud. She's like the the writing. He's his agent or something. Yeah. Okay. He's um publicity agent or something because he's a writer, obviously. Yeah. 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 They talk at the start over the phone. Right. Kathy okay. Bates. No, no, it's okay. Kathy Bates, who's obviously in that film, the main actor, actress. Oh, oh yeah, Kathy Bates. Best yeah. actress. <laughs> yep. Kathy Bates, yeah, yeah. She, so she's in almost every season of American Horror Story and she is amazing. She's such a good actor, as we know from yeah, Misery, yeah. right? But American Horror Story, she plays from the bearded lady to, to you know, this freakoid, you know, serial yeah. killer. She's amazing. And she is not the typical actress that Hollywood would bring in on, like, on par, you know, she's always going to be that person, but she gets so much work. Yeah. Because she's so good. She's so good, right? Uh, so then I go to number six. Again, you're going to go thriller, but again, <laughs> this this had ghosts in it, so therefore, to me, horror. Patrick Swayze's ghost, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> the others. Oh, thriller. Yeah, exactly. You no, 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 no. I'm, I'm only messing. Like Horror uh, thriller. Yeah, it's a horror thriller. Yeah. Yeah. And the the twist in the others is is magnificent. I thought you were going to say Haunted Mansion. 
Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy, yeah. <laughs> Just kidding, I knew you weren't. And, uh, with the other, what made the others so good, I think? It was, I'll scratch it off number four. <laughs> it wasn't that far after Sixth Sense, but it still yeah. managed to trick you. Yeah. Just. Just. But it did. Just. It did. Yeah, yeah. But it did. And props, right? Yeah, and, definitely. And Nicole Kidman. And all of those all dead bodies around with the um, coins on their eyes. Like, very, very gothic as well. Yeah. It had a gothic mm. feel about it. And, so that is my six. So now we're right. down to Jason. All right. Well, I hey, won't Jason. bang on too much. Pure horror. Uh, no <laughs> I'd thrillers like to play here. a game. <laughs> oh. I think we've got some feedback or something. You guys carrying on. It's the All ghosts right. in the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So number 10 is uh, Poltergeist 1982, Toby Hooper. Yep. Good. Yeah. Happy with that. Spielberg. Outstanding. Yep. Number nine is uh, something I was very excited about at the time I watched this to the point where I jumped up in the private screening and I started clapping, right? Because I thought, thank God that we can finally export an Australian film. The Babadook. No, it was Wolf Creek. Oh, yeah, Wolf yeah, Creek. 2005, cool, Greg McLean. All right. Yeah, John Jarrett. I remember because uh, I was at one of the screenings. I think you went to a second screening and I was with you. Yeah. And uh, yes. yeah, yeah, and Greg McLean came on screen. We had a a bit of an audience chat with him. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, look, before um, Wolf Creek, for those who don't know, the last commercial film before uh, Wolf Creek was Lantana. I, uh, that's actually one of my favourite films. Lantana is one yeah. of the greatest Australian oh, films. A wonderful film, right? Yeah. And I, I was just really getting, it was a time in my life where I was getting shitty with Australian drama and just not being, uh, it was still quality, yeah. but not being able to export it and show it off like we were with Crocodile Dundee or Priscilla or, you know, sure. all the, or Muriels. Yeah. And Shine, it just went through a, Shine went yeah. through a dry spell and, and then Lantana was fantastic, although it wasn't massively exported. It was still a great film. And then Wolf Creek, well, it did what it did. Anyway, so that was... um. That's borderline thriller. Oh no! Oh, Come sorry, on. Jay. Oh, I thought you were into horror, Jay. I thought you loved horror. I thought you knew horror. I thought you did everything about horror, 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 horror. <laughs> You're just messing with me now. <laughs> this is my thing. Stop it. <laughs> Number eight was a similar thing. Um, I remember watching this film for the first time, actually at home, and when the twist happened at the end, I literally ran around the house, so excited about this film. And I couldn't talk to anyone except for my wife, who hates horror. And I went up to her and went, and then, and then this happened, and then that happened, and then this happened, and oh, my God. And, and she was like, I don't care. I'm like, oh, my God. Anyway, <laughs> it was Saw. Saw 1. That's another Australian film, James yeah. Wan and Lee Wanell, uh, 2004. That was really cool. Yeah, loved it, loved it, loved it. Um, number seven was – now, this one's interesting. Number seven for me, I'm a big zombie oh, fan. Also, Saw 1 had Carrie Eels in it. Yes. It was the best role for him since uh, Princess Bride. Yes. Well, yeah, the Saws are known for their bad acting, but anyway, we'll, I'm sure we'll cover that in Jigsaw. <laughs> Danny Glover. Danny Glover. Yes. <laughs> Number seven for me is I'm a big zombie fan. Now, the reason why I am is, um, uh, this is quite personal, but my, my parents broke up when I was about 13 or 14. They separated. Yeah. And for whatever reason, I just went to, um, it was around the time of, you know, George A. Romero making Dawn of the Dead and stuff like that. I was watching that and even like Dario Argento's kind of um, Gallo Italian horror and Suspiria. blah, 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 Suspiria and all that, right? So I, um, I uh, 
fell in love with this film and that was Dawn of the Dead and it actually made, gave me the passion for doing special effects like makeup. It was purely responsible for me being falling in love with doing makeup. Yeah, and uh, I mean, when I first met you, uh, Video Store, you know, circa 96, yep. you were, uh, you know, when you put on special, um, say, horror nights or dress-up nights, whatever it is, you'd do a lot of the makeup and you did it, I remember, because uh, I still have photos of it, bullet holes or bullet yeah, grazes. Yeah, And exactly. they were... They were awesome for someone who doesn't do makeup, if you know yes. what I mean. <laughs> well, it was a field that I could have, a path I could have gone down. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was, it was really cool. They at looked, the time, they. I'll have to show you the photo, Shane. They're, they're yeah, really sure. cool. Listen, this is pre YouTube, by the way. Yeah. If I was 13, 14 now and, and had that passion, mm. I'd be a makeup artist for Walking Dead. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but I'm not. I'm here with you guys. But anyway, that's. that's <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but having said that, I want to say something about this. I'm also cool with um, Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead, which was uh, I'm 2004. Glad you say that. So do I. I'm yeah. also okay with that being in number seven because, as much as I love the 1978 version and it just did so much for gore and horror and special effects, yeah, the the Zack Snyder film was wonderful. It was kind of the first proper zombie film where they actually ran. Yeah. Now the one before that was 28 Days Later. But that was like a virus. So you could argue that it wasn't zombies. And they the were ones, running in that. Yeah. So after that, I guess, was the Brad Pitt film. Oh, and then after that, they've always ran. Running over walls, jumping on. Yeah. Flying. But, but yeah. Dawn of the Dead, Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead, yeah. was the first one where zombies yeah. ran. And it freaked the shit out of you because you're like, oh, holy crap. Yeah, you know? because, I mean, look, I love The Walking Dead. And as pretty much the whole, you know, sort of TV watching nation does. But... They walk and they're slow, and now they've become a side product of the show. That's right. It's if more they about chased the you like yeah. that, all of a sudden <laughs> the scare comes in. Well, uh, zombies walk and dance in Return of the Living Dead. Return of the Living Dead. When but that's I, a that's a one rom, and two. That's a rom zom com, right? So one and two. Yeah. When I was <laughs> and like, I love that movie, the first so one. Yeah. So do I, especially. Yeah. When I was about eight years old, uh, I'd always be sick, and my mother worked um, part time at a doctor's surgery, which had uh, a little. I know why you like this movie. VHS. To be honest, I don't remember much about it. So, I, I, all what what it was was that every time I was sick, <laughs> I just happened to get that film, and I ended up becoming more sick so I could watch the film. <laughs> you know, throughout because. Yeah, mum would always go, oh, what do you want to watch? And I just sort of, she'd give me a little bit of money. 87, it was made. Yeah, right. And I'd go in and I'd take out the VHS and uh, she had, you know, she should have checked, you know. Mum, if you're listening, you know, be a better parent, please, oh. come on. <laughs> She's a lovely I, woman. I think she I love does her. listen. Huh? I think she listens. Yeah. She mate, told me last night. <laughs> she did, she, her phone has like three buttons and, uh, you know, nine <laughs> letters, <laughs> nine numbers are supposed to go on. I saw her at the movies and loved it. I saw Return it, of yeah, the Living Return Dead. Of Living Dead mm. as a, again, underage, but I saw it. No, I saw and it as a video I have the nasty. soundtrack to this day. I still play the soundtrack. It's really cool. <laughs> Do it from memory. It was a little bit, it was kind of funny. Oh, yeah. It's oh, comedy. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a satire. It's so a, I think it's that's a where satire. I was, yeah, loving it. But yeah. the, um, but the, uh, the gore was pretty good. Mm. It was where the brains come yes. from. Yeah, brains. That's where that comes from originally, right? Yeah. Now, number six is going to be a little bit controversial, I think, but I'm going to stick to it. <laughs> and the reason why it will be is it's so, so contemporary, so modern, and that's it. 2017's it. I, <laughs> I, I love this film, and only because you've heard my review, 
you know, it was everything I, I wanted it to be. And I read the book yeah. when I was young and blah, blah, blah. And it was just great to see it on the big screen. I thought they did a wonderful job and co- captured the um, coming of age. And that's my kind of genre. It's horror and coming of age is like almost my the, perfect the genre. The good thing so. about this list is you can't be wrong. It's your opinion of what you want. No, like, I'm not wrong. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I know that. But I'm yeah. saying you can't be wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, that's right. So that's yeah, it. It's, it's, Jason. it's subjective. So there's my... Jason, uh, it's, it's not your fault. Uh, <laughs> what? It's it's not your fault. <laughs> it's not your fault, man. <laughs> uh, right, it. so we're back around the beginning. We're yeah. going to head into our five to ones. Five to ones. Yeah, we're going to do five we're to ten ones. to six. Talk talk an hour. This will take. No, that's right. Three. We're going to these ones are easy. We're going to breeze through them. And don't forget, I've I've got two honourable mentions. To and you've got to, oh, oh, you know afterwards. what? Yeah, and then we're going to go do our honourable mentions after that. I really like the so far our lists are not yeah. too similar. And yeah, I thought we'd be cool. arguing a lot yeah, more. But yeah. No, we're supportive. No, well, it's no, good. no, no. But I also think they're all different. I thought they'd be very similar. And I, I thought super- everyone would have my top ten. The same, <laughs> exactly the same. And, and after what you yeah, said, you were going straight horror. You actually had a thriller. Well, great. <laughs> <laughs> it's not listeners. A it is a thriller slash horror. I want to speak to Greg. <laughs> I don't still feel... You've spoken to Greg McLean before, surely. I have interviewed yeah. him, yes. So what did he say? Did he say it was a thriller oh. or horror? Did you Next ask that question? Next time I do speak to him, which could be soon, actually, because there's a te- another yeah. television Jungle? series. Oh, season okay. two of Wolf Creek coming oh, yes. out. Oh, yeah. So the Green Litter. Yeah. yeah. And um, Jungle, I have seen, too, his new movie, incidentally. Oh, cool. All yeah. oh, right. Are can you allowed you, to talk about that? Can you give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down? I'll give it a thumbs up. Yeah, cool. Yeah. It's very good and well made. I think I won't get into it here, but it could have been done a little bit, elaborated a little bit more because yeah. a lot of it was familiar. Okay. Yeah. All right. That was but but as film. long as we enjoy ourselves, I'm, I'm and happy. That was Daniel uh, Radcliffe, as you've never seen yeah, it before. Yeah, I was about to say, oh. Daniel Radcliffe commits. Oh, Jungle. Yeah, yeah, I've seen the trailers. Yes. I'm hanging. Yeah. Do you know what it reminded me well of? Worth seeing. It feels like the thriller horror, horror version of The River Wild. Oh, yeah. The thriller yeah. horror version of The River Wild. There's a bit that... of deliverance. I was going to say more deliverance. More deliverance. I haven't seen deliverance. What? Confessions I... of a film buff. Yeah. We need a siren for this. Ding, 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 ding. I haven't seen deliverance. We have this thing where it's confessions of a film buff. If we mention a film and a classic mm. and someone hasn't seen it, you gotta you got to actually say I haven't deliverance seen it. Deliverance is one you need to see. But the thing is, I Even can go to any laughing. party and generally uh, get out of a conversation, excuse myself, to the bathroom by at least going, oh, yeah, man, that film. <laughs> I squeal like a pig, boy. And then I walk away to the bathroom and everyone thinks I've seen it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. Cheat, cheat. Hey, I've cheated you for, tw- what, 20, 25 years? You fooled me. <laughs> Fool me once. <laughs> All right. So my number five is the original I Spit on Your Grave. Yeah, okay. The original, let me think about this for a sec. Okay, yeah. Because they've actually made three remakes, one, two, and three, in the noughties. They did. Yeah. yeah um, the, original the original was from the either late 1979 or 1980. It was one of the first video nasties yes, from the, the video UK. Video nasty. It deserved it was, the video nasty. Wasn't it originally barred in this country? And then yes. Queensland. I don't know. Queensland, maybe X, like a, an official X. Yeah, it's just so funny that Queensland would bar it. Well, SA was always a state that would bar... Anything. Band films. Yeah. yeah. It, it was always South Australia <laughs> or Queensland. Um, <laughs> early days of classification, especially when DV, uh, VHS had become so popular, yeah, certain uh, uh, politics in each state would rule whether that movie was going to be allowed. So if you couldn't get something in Queensland, they'd go over to the border yeah. get from the video shop there. Oh, the Ice Spit on Your Grave was pretty harsh, and it still yeah. is. 
revenge film. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, yeah, the rape scene in that is really harsh. It know? is, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah. I, 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 I like that. Story. I like that in the top ten. Not I, that we really, sorry, I personally sorry, wouldn't ahead. do it, but yeah, I, I, I appreciate the film. Yeah. Not that you want to go into it, but for for people who haven't, um, oh my God, no, no one likes rape scenes. But Irreversible <laughs> or I Spit on Your Grave, which one's harshest, or possibly Evil Dead with a Tree. Oh no! Irreversible takes a cake for that scene okay. for a rape scene. And the accused, if you want to throw in another one. Oh, the, over the pinball. Oh, the pinball, the pinball the machine. Pinball machine. Yeah. Yeah. Foster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know the what? Accused. That was that was a film I watched no. when I was really young. Nineteen eighty-eight. That one was. But with the irreversible rape scene, I don't know how we were on this, but I guess we're talking about it. Uh, like the, I don't know if you know this. But I had to watch the making of Irreversible after the film because it did my head in. Like, oh, I, I, was so yeah, damaged. I could not have done yeah. that. Right? Well, no, I had to. Yeah, yeah it actually just to helped. See that it wasn't and real. The, yeah, the penis is CGI'd into the frame. Okay. Right? All right. So, and, and, the, and the other things where they smash sure. your head with a fire hydrant and, and they show you how they did that. Yeah, yeah. It actually helped me with the film post because yeah. that film really. I, I accept that it was a movie and it's not real, but uh, still, yeah. I was that devastated after seeing it. You know, not many movies do that to no, me. No. Irreversible, especially. Tough. Yeah, tough. We are not recommending this film. No. This is watching no, at your own risk. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not recommending a spit on your grave. I'm just saying it is a, yeah, no, it's a classic. horror it's classic It's actually a classic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and one that really does stand the test of time in a sense that it made its mark as a video nasty. Okay, so number four is a bit of comedy here. American Werewolf in London. Yeah. I have always oh. loved this film. No, this was knocking at my door on the top ten the whole time. It is scary, man. Oh, it yeah. It has got some scary elements to it. I yeah. think we've talked about American Werewolf on the podcast. Yeah, and, yeah, definitely. And that opening scene, Yes. I watched that opening scene far too young. I think it was about 12, maybe 13. <laughs> 82. It, uh, 81, sorry, it was me. Yeah, but 81. I... Yes, so I would have been um, eight then. Mm. But I think I watched it on TV perhaps. And it was, um, yeah, it absolutely scared the shit out of me, that opening scene. Well, just the, his mate, the, the decomposed body keep coming back and talk yeah. to him was scary <laughs> enough for me. I mean, and then, then off, but he, tra- and off he track was a, a bit. He was a comic relief. He was supposed to be the comic relief, but then they tried to do it again with the mummy. This year, Tom's Cruise's mummy, yeah. the same as his friend, kept coming back. Oh, I was just like... wasn't quite... Oh, spoilers. Now, <laughs> can, I, can I tell you, there's two people that influenced me in my life. Um, one was Tom Savini, who did the makeup for Friday the 13th yeah. and Dawn of the Dead. Yes. The second person was Rick Baker, who did the makeup oh, effects Baker, for yeah. um, American Wealth in London. And now you've brought it up, of course, that was the first Academy Award for special effects, right? Oh, I don't know. Um, uh, American I don't know. This that. is why we yeah. have you here, Shane. Yeah. American Wealth of London is the category was brought in for that movie, or well, it won the first Academy yes. Award for special Love effects. It. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that, but I didn't. I couldn't. Um, That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm glad you brought up the special effects people because people do forget about them. You know, yeah. and, and Rick watched... Baker only passed away a little while ago, like mm. within That's a right. year at least. That's right. Yeah. And the funny thing is, I mean, I've shown my girls that scene because they were into makeup as well, mm. where the transformation into the werewolf. Incredible. Incredible. But they they looked at that as a bit kind of almost dodgy, you know, it's, and it's, it's sad. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. at the time, we had never, ever seen anything like this before in our lives, you know. And yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was amazing, that transformation. The howling was before it or after it? 
Because it was so close together. But yeah, American Werewolf American got World? all the accolades, whereas the Howling didn't get as many accolades. I'm going to say Howling's like 79 to 81, somewhere okay. there. Okay. Yeah, it yeah. might have been a bit beforehand. Uh, number three for me is Poltergeist. We've already mentioned okay, that. Good. Yeah, the original so bit, and the a best. A bit higher for you, nice. Yeah. yeah, but that's the thing. Like a lot of the top ten, right, is interchangeable a little bit, mm. it, you know, because you're forced to do a top ten. So sometimes it could be three, it could be seven. It is almost a perfect film. It yeah. is just amazingly yeah. made and cast and music and everything about it. It was great. No, I did, actually, I've got to admit, I didn't mind Poltergeist 2, The Other Side, and Poltergeist 3. They were okay. In the, in the building. In the building. Yeah. Yeah. Different, but the original okay. is the best. They're okay, yeah. 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 Uh, number two, the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Number yeah. two. Great, yeah. Scared the living daylights out of me when I saw it at the movies. I saw it at the cinema yep. with three mates, and one of them was at the end of the row, and he had his hand up on the wall, clutching <laughs> at the uh, curtains on the wall. He was that scared, and I was right with him, man. It was so scary. Definitely, I, I think I didn't see it at the cinemas, but I saw it on VHS, mm. and uh, it was definitely scary then. So I could imagine just being in that dark theater. Well, oh. Can I tell you, it's still scary today. Amazingly, this film still has jumps because it's, it's clever. Because it's clever, yeah, and it doesn't rely on CGI too much or anything like that. It has genuine scares, and you don't see the monster too much in this case, Freddy. Right? Yeah. Now, I the first nightmare I saw at the movie movies was a Nightmare on Elm Street four. I thought you were going to say two for no, a second No, four, then. because I was wow. I'm maybe a little bit younger than you, or I don't know. We don't <laughs> want to talk about that on, on air, but, but I, I, uh, maybe, I we're think... We're around the same vintage, Jay. I used to go to movies <laughs> underage when I shouldn't right, have. Right, there mate. you go. So I, I grew up in Canberra. It was, My know, parents there wasn't t- much to do where one I of was. The reason, one of the reasons I'm so into movies and, and become a film critic is because I remember as a, like a, seeing The Shining... And movies like that when a Psycho 2 and things like that when I should not have seen them or they thought I was going to fall asleep yeah, but yeah, not. Yeah. So my parents were a little bit irresponsible like that but now I don't mind. I'm making a career out of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, we had one cinema in Canberra. Okay, that's enough about Canberra. Uh, yeah, so exactly. What, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just kidding. But yeah, no, no you're right. Because like, I used to go down to Canberra when, like, when I was a kid to do different athletic things. There's nothing down there except an athletics track and... Parliament House. And now yeah. it's the number one place to live. Did I ever tell you that my father put in the lights to Parliament House? No. So as a family, we were all invited for when the Queen came to open up the new Parliament House. And how does this relate to a movie? It doesn't, man. Okay. It Have they got a home cinema in Parliament House? Probably, Maybe that's yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> that's how it's related. Yeah. But yeah, just the last thing on Nightmare on Elm Street, it freaked me out for years. It was the number one renter at the video shop and it was another one that had an M rating and an R rating. They actually cut it for right, a cinema yeah. release. But Jay, if you saw Sorry, part guys. four... Wouldn't have happened if you had your own mic stand. If you saw part four, Jay, what did you think of it then? Did you go back, backtrack? Because two is almost like a cult film now. <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to point to my A Nightmare on Elm Street uh, graphic poster up there, which is awesome, right? Oh, at the back there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But then I knocked over my, my mic. <laughs> so the answer to your question, Shane, is the way I grew up, because Freddie became my favourite. I was obsessed with Freddie. Like, you don't know. You walked into my bedroom and this wall would have been covered, like, head to toe with Freddie posters. To be fair, sitting T-shirts. in this room and how it's decked out, which is amazing, by the way. Yeah. I know. 
well, yeah, there's like a if you're into something, play, right? you do it well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I was ridiculously obsessed yeah. by Freddie, right? Anyway, so my first experience with Freddie was when I was 13 and I, and I was still scared of horror films, believe it or not, and I watched The Nightmare on Elm Street 3. That was the first movie I saw of, of a nightmare, yeah. of the nightmares. And I, I loved it. It scared the shit out of me, but I loved it. And then I went back and, and became obsessed. Then So therefore, the first one I saw mm. was a Nightmare 4, um, which was, yeah, I loved it. And Nightmare 5, Dream Child. I loved that, even though it wasn't great. And then so forth and so on. Well, Freddy's Dead, I saw them all at the cinema, including A New Nightmare and the remake. But the Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy's Dead, the one that has Alice Cooper in it, obviously, was in, <laughs> was in 3D. Yeah. I was going to ask, where yeah. do we stand on the 3D version? Uh, not very effective. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a it was a gimmick, as all 3D is. Yeah. But uh, it was a gimmick, and I don't remember it being Except very effective. Except for Avatar. <laughs> yeah, and Valerian. Oh, oh, okay. Off topic. So Sean and I watched a Nightmare on Elm Street remake yeah. together. Did we? He was a good choice. I've got to put in Jackie Earl Haley. Well, maybe it wasn't you. I... It looked like you. <laughs> <laughs> was it your date? He was tall and dark and handsome. Yeah. Uh, thanks, mate. Listeners, <laughs> we're only on our first beer. I know. Right? Right? <laughs> I can't tell you it's a five hundred. Just, um, just trying getting to on the remake. Then, like Jackie Earl Haley, I always thought he was pretty, Wonderful. pretty good yeah. uh, as Freddie. And yeah. you wouldn't think so after Robert England, but he was pretty good. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's a hard act to follow. Yeah, definitely. I think it was just the story in the movie and everything else. But I mean, uh, anyway. this is maybe another podcast, another episode. But um, you know, it, it made how many Freddies are there? Like uh, in terms of that early era, Freddies. Uh, six plus the new nightmare, so it would be seven, right? Yeah, and then then you got Freddy v, VJ. Oh, well, let's, let's stick with the seven. Yeah. So how many other films around that time were able to work out seven films? I mean, Police Academy, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. There was they were up to eight. I think. It was an early franchise. Uh, yeah. Uh, back then, anyway. I think my Mission to Moscow was seven, wasn't it? Seven. Police Academy. Oh, I, don't know. I shot Might myself in the head after that one, but oh, I used to love the Police Academy. I have them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love them too. Yeah. Oh my god. Friday Get 13th. me out of this room. <laughs> Friday Thirteenth got up to ten, didn't it? Well, Jason it's over X. ten. Yeah, it's yeah, over yeah. ten. Yeah. So, yeah, but I want to talk about uh, a nightmare when we talk about uh, Jigsaw, actually, because sure. there yeah. is some. Um, cool. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, Oh, number one is... Yeah, number one. Psycho. The original Psycho. Psycho. Oh, my God. Yes. I have a long history with that movie. I saw it as a kid on my birthday, and I've done it almost every year since, and it's just an amazing film. Can you interchange that with the Gus Van Sant's version, or is it no. strictly... Uh, no. Not for me. No. I, I, no I got there. through Gus's yeah. version, and it's okay. You know, if you've never seen the original, you might yeah, get something out of it. It's a coloured version. It's the screen, same screenplay. And even but... Bates Motel, this, the television series that was on recently, with Freddie Highmore as a young Norman Bates, yeah. is outstanding. Yeah, I've You heard don't that. really need to know, but there are a lot of references in from it, from the original I Psycho. love Bates Motel. It was it's one of my favourite yeah. TV shows at the that. time. And Vera Farmiga is a standout for me. She so she plays um, Mrs. Bates. Yeah. And, um, oh, my gosh. Freddie Highmore. Can I give you a little tidbit on the uh, Gus Van Sant remake? Yes. Yes. Uh, and maybe you know this, maybe you don't. It's a little crass, but it's in the film. I know what you're going to say. And Heisha's butthole. And I've told you this ages ago, and you're like, What? And I don't think you've gone back to watch it. But she falls <laughs> over the the, the, the bathroom tub. Yeah. tub. And, like, you can actually see her hole, her butthole. That's as much I'm going to talk about because it's, you know, it's not what we exactly. usually go through. Yeah. But you, it's there. It's there on screen for you to pause. 
<laughs> and oh. quickly then get move on. <laughs> a basic instinct moment. Uh, I, 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 yeah. I thought the only difference between the Gus Van Sant version was what I thought you were going to say, but you didn't, is there is a scene where Vince Vaughn as Norman Bates is looking through the wall and yeah. does that. Yeah. Whereas it's implied in the original yeah. and yeah. you just know he is, but in yeah. the remake you hear the panting and the... Because uh, yeah. the remake's yeah. exactly the same screenplay. Exactly the same. It's worth a Is that a comment on society that saying that we're, we're dumb the as we get The only advance we've had in 30 years is mm. we masturbate through a hole in the wall. No, but I'm saying... In <laughs> well, terms you of, show it rather than... Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, the original didn't have to sh- yeah, imply it. The original implied it because they, ex- they expected that everyone would understand. Did the Gus Van Sant go, you know what, people are idiots today. Yeah. Uh, we have to show it. I, look, I love the fact that Psycho is your number one. Thank you. No, I, I love it because I, I have a very close um, affection with this film. I love it. Yeah. But it's actually not in my top ten, but that doesn't mean anything. You're going to call it a thriller? No, 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 no. It's actually <laughs> in my good. it's actually in my honourable mentions, and I'd love yeah, yeah. it to be in the top ten. Yeah. But there's so many personal films for me personally in my yeah. top ten that I couldn't. But I love the fact it that it means a lot. One. It's one of those movies that we've all got. It means a lot to me. Oh, and you know, it's, it's a good Hitchcock. number one. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. one of the greatest ne- endings of all time. Can, I'll never ever not stop get sick of watching no, it. It's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right. So uh, I'll go on to mine, and I'm going to pretty much rip through mine because uh, there's nothing to argue with here. It's <laughs> uh, boring. So. <laughs> This is where you're coming in going, it's not a horror. It's not a horror. <laughs> uh, hopefully not in her voice. Uh, Shaun of the Dead, number five. Yes. Because to me, it's I know it's a strong comedy, I get it, but it is based heavily in the horror genre, and that's why I think it deserves, for me, a five spot. Because it has a few little scares and a lot of gore. Yeah. I'll give it that. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, I, I have a, a record collection at home. I like my records. But every time I pick up a record now, I just think, <laughs> where's the zombie? Or... <laughs> Frisbee. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's the, the, those little bits. This, those guys are genius. Oh, that's magic. I'm, Shaun of the Dead is my favourite comedy horror of comedy all time. Horror, yeah, Full yeah. stop. No, it's, it's brilliant. One. If you yeah. haven't seen it, for anyone that, that might be listening who hasn't seen it, please come and see that film, yeah. uh, if you're, even if you're not into horrors. Uh, so then we go with uh, number four. I've got Psycho. Great. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, you know, yeah, it, it was a film um, that I've only seen twice. Okay. Uh, and I saw it late uh, because, you know, I started working at the video store, so of course, I wanted yeah. to go back catalogue. Mm. And I, I tended to go, you know, oh, Clint Eastwood, he seems to be all right. I'll go and watch all of his films yeah. early on. Al Pacino, let's go watch Serpico and Dog's Day Afternoon. And, you know, I, so I went back to Hitchcock and, and did that. So that features uh, fairly heavily you know, in certainly my honourable mentions. Then I've got uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, number three. Three? Dream Warriors. Uh, no, no, yeah, as no, no, number as three. Number three. Oh, sorry, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. No, Jumping no, the gun. Fine. Hey, you know what? I'm happy to accept the whole series as number three, uh, which includes that, obviously. Sure, yeah. I, I'm not really looking at numbers unless number seven was a standard, but I sure. agree that, yeah. Do, yeah, it just, I think it meant so much to people uh, who watched, one, who watched films and anyone who grew up in that period. Well, look, it's still being paid tribute to today through Stranger Things and those kind of things, right? Yeah. yeah. You know? yeah. And, and God bless Wes Craven. And oh, everyone knows man. who Freddy Krueger is. He's one of those characters icon. like Jason and, and so forth. He's an icon, yeah. Yeah, so uh, then I go into my one of my personal faves, and I'm just going to put down a sort of another honourable mention. Um, <laughs> uh, is, um, and this, unfortunately, I'm doing you, Jay. This is a series. Uh, it's Child's Play. That's okay. Oh, man, I love Child's Play. And because 
so uh, my original VHS store, uh, we had two. Well, actually, we had one, and then it became you know the old video store, and a new one opened up, and it was TriStar. Mm. It was the, you know, and what they had different to the old video store was the fact that uh, you could go in and press a few buttons on a on a screen and watch trailers. Mm. Yeah, like, you were had, saying that. Yeah. yeah, I had no access to trailers otherwise. Yeah. I mean, you guys know. I mean, where do so you? So it's not like a dirty room. It was above no, board. It was completely out in a new release aisle, and you're allowed to press these buttons out in the open. And yeah. Yeah, out in the open, uh, <laughs> next to the arcade machines, and you could watch. They um, just played trailers. And it just played. Yeah. So do you, you remember could... that kind of thing? No, the video yeah. shop I was at didn't have like the little back rooms. <laughs> it wasn't a back room. This well, was in the, the new release the, aisle. The TVs around the like the store had trailers constantly. Playing, yeah. but not ones you could select yourself. This, to watch. Yeah, it was kind of like one of those, you know, Street Fighter games where it's like a joystick, okay, yeah. and you know, you pick where which one you want to watch. Hadn't come across that. So I used to watch, um, like after I saw Child's Play the first one, I think it was number two or three, but the line and the guy must have been sick of me because I used to watch this over and over again, and the line was, you know, don't fuck with that chuck. I watched it over and over again because it was just <laughs> the coolest thing to me. Someone swearing, and you know, he's. He's doing what he wants to do. He's taking his own back. Look, I, I appreciate the child's play. I definitely do. I've seen them all. And there's a new one that was released about a month ago. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, they're... I'm waiting for it, by the way. No, no, no. They're just not no, in I'm my top ten. It. But I think that was an age thing, perhaps. I'm not sure. But I still do appreciate the films. Yeah. Well, look, it's... Nice it, gore. I brought fun. up before the series in terms of, you know, back in the day, what had done something that was, you know, eight or nine films and so forth. I mean, Chucky's up to eight films and yes. good characters get you that far. Yeah. Chucky you know? wouldn't be up to eight films if it wasn't for streaming, I think. That's what saved it. Whatever um, works, you and know. And Jennifer like, Tilly, right? Back, back in the day, you could say that... Um, She's still supporting them. Back in the day, you could say that Nightmare on Elm Street would never have made um, the, the impact it did if it wasn't for VHS. Yeah, no, yeah. that is correct. You know what I mean? Like they, mm. Those always sort of There's always a platform, right? Yeah, yeah. People will find good stuff. Like, they'll just, yeah, it'll, it'll rise to the surface. Yeah. So that there we are with uh, my number three. Then I, uh, number two, sorry. And then number one, which you've already mentioned, uh, something that is going to rip out of my top ten. Silence of the lambs. <laughs> Hello, Grace. <laughs> It's good to oh, see you again. It's, it's the second greatest thriller of all time. And <laughs> and I know what the first is, the hand that rocks the cradle. No. <laughs> <it's not. laughs> no. I'm no, only kidding. Seven, seven is the number one thriller seven, of all time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought about seven and I thought it's not horror enough for me. Mm. This had just slightly more serial yeah. killer sort of bits to it. I went through all three um, silences. <laughs> Hannibal and uh, mm. Red Dragon the other yeah. day, um, about a, two months ago, and they're they're great films. They are great films, and Silence won the best um, best film, best picture in nineteen. Won everything, didn't it? Yeah, won everything. It was made in ninety, so the award would have been ninety one. Ninety one. Because yeah. I get where you say it's a thriller, and believe me, I understand that. But, but to you, if, yeah, but yeah. but if there's a uh, a line or a genre between thriller and horror, and it's like a mental horror. Mm. Something that is like a slasher flick, like a, a Shutter Island or something, is yeah, like it's slicing your brain up inside as you're watching it. Like, Gothica, yeah, it's weird like that. Oh, got that maybe. Shutter Island, maybe. Yeah, but that's probably more a thriller. It was Look, Silence of Lambs was only rated M too. That was before MA came. Yeah, out. but in 1990 it was horrific. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Cape Fear came out around the same time, and those two yeah. movies were causing heaps of controversy. Yeah, for yeah. I saw Silence at the movies. 
And you would have. Yeah, I certainly did. Yeah. <laughs> yes. so you may not have. Which one, sorry? Silence of the Lambs. You wouldn't have seen that in the movies. No. No, no, no. Definitely not. No. Yeah. Um, did you put up Cape Fear for a second? Uh, yeah. Did, did you see the character in like Charlie's Angels where they, they sort of brought on the Cape Fear type oh, yeah. character? Was it yeah. Charlie's Crispin, Angels? Crispin, Crispin Glover. Crispin Glover. Yeah. Um, but uh, I saw a comedy show that was making fun of one of his lines. Uh, I just want to bring it up quickly because it's quite funny. Because he's like, he's talking, he's basically saying, um, you know, I'm going to teach you a little something about pain. But he says it in a full pretend Irish accent. He's like... I'm going to teach you something a little about peeing. <laughs> and they're like, is he saying that he's going to pee? <laughs> a little something about peeing. <laughs> anyway, quite funny if you're into that stuff. Move on. Jason, five. All right. One. Top five for me. Oh, I'm looking forward I'll, I'll to this. A, I'll spend a little bit of time on number five. And then Sorry, I'll... we're out of time, guys. <laughs> uh, we're going to move on. and uh... This is a setup. <laughs> now, number five for me is Scream. Yep, good. Yep. 1996, Wes Craven. You and I saw that together for the first time? Yes. Parramatta? Now, I don't know if people out there really realise, I know you do, Shane, yeah. and I know you do, Sean, that what Scream actually did. Can I tell you, for the 10 years prior to Scream in 1996, not one horror film grossed over $30 million, right? Not one. It was dead. Horror was dead, with exception to the era Silence of the Lambs and stuff like that, right? It was dead. You couldn't make a good horror film anymore. The only horror films that made over $30 million was Friday the 13th Part 5 yeah. or 4 was or whatever it was up to. still going there? Yeah. And A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4, 5 and 6 yeah, were released over those 10 years mm. and they made somewhere between 40 and $57 million, right? That was it. Nothing else was released. It was it's quite unbelievable. So today we have, we have you know, six, seven, eight blockbuster horrors released a year every year yeah and they all make good money and so like teenagers wouldn't know that in 1994 93 92 91 9, there was nothing there was no paranormals there was no conjurings there was no nothing there was nothing except some b-grade D, dtv horror yeah and then comes along scream and Scream. reinvents horror, the horror genre. Oh, right? I remember when we walked out of that film. Like, yeah, it, yeah, you blown I'm away. I'm carrying on a bit, but I don't think people realise how important this film was to the horror genre. Yeah, yeah. Because now from there, we haven't had one year of a, a soft year in horror. Kind of, pretty much. Kind of. Could, the naughties had a few. Yeah, but yeah, you could think about it and there'd be a few. But you're right about Scream. I totally agree with everything you said. And... Because of the way the three of us are, and anyone who's the same way inclined, there's movie references in it. Yes. Heaps of them. Yeah. So you get them. Too. Yeah, and they were all the movie references of the 80s icons and so forth. And, and you know, I've seen Scream, and Scream 1 still holds up today beautifully. So does 3, believe it or not. Scream 3. Right, whereas Scream 2 throws every pop mm. culture reference at it at the screen, and it now doesn't hold up so much. It's a bit cheesy, unfortunately. But anyway. And did you like Scream 4? Because there was such a gap between 3 and 4. Look, I'm always a big fan, but sure, it's probably the fourth in the in the series, mm. you know? Yeah. Okay, so uh, number... I'll fly through this now. Number four is The Exorcist, which we've talked about. Brilliant. Just an amazing film. Number three for me is A Nightmare on Elm Street, which we've talked about. Yeah, great. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Just... you and I had the same spot. I know. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Number two, which I think, I don't know if you guys have actually mentioned this film. Number two for me is right up there is, is Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. Uh, it's coming. 
Oh, honourable mention. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, The Shining was just, a, not only is it a great horror film, but it's great performances, and also it's almost like a, a work of art. And not many, you can't say that about too many horror films, except for maybe maybe Psycho, Hitchcock, a couple of Hitchcock things, uh, films. But, yeah, yeah, other than that. Would Whatever Happened to Baby Jane be a horror film? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's almost a work of art. Number one for me, and it means it's so close to my heart. I know that it won't be everyone's you know, top yeah, ten or whatever. But I'm, in, I'm excited because you're actually putting this down on paper as number one. Yeah, this is my number one. It's actually been in my top seven films of all time for a while as a film, as a general mm, film, right? Yeah, I wonder if I can guess this. Well, I don't think you will because I don't know why it's so personal to me, but it, it fucked me up <laughs> the first time I watched it. And that is a masterpiece that is Evil Dead and all that follow, everything that follows after that, right? Now, can I remind everyone out there who may, may have come in at Evil Dead 2 or even Ash versus Evil Dead, I don't know. Evil Dead was made for, you know, 16000 bucks by a bunch of college students, yeah, which yeah. included Sam Raimi and the gang, right? And this was the goriest film you have ever seen on, on picture up in, you know, at that point, mm. you know? I mean, Dawn of the Dead was pretty gory and stuff like that, but nothing like Evil Dead. And Evil Dead is still scary. That number one film, the first one, is still scary today. Yeah, it holds up that pencil in the uh, ankle. Yeah, I mean, some of it's a bit cheesy in that, but you've got to go with the fact that it was a student. It was basically a student film. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I haven't seen it. <coughs> I don't like horror. <coughs> It's another influential uh, <laughs> film, Jay. I think I've killed him. He's keeling over in his seat. What? Uh, <laughs> what? I'm actually literally about to cry. I know. Army of Darkness is uh, like Part it's in my three. top twenty. Let's call it that. Um, because I've watched that. You know, shop smart, shop best smart. I love that sort of stuff. I love number three. Yeah, we love number three. Why have you never gone back to number one? Because I'm not much in the horror. Have you seen mate. two? No. Okay. Two, two's a comedy horror. I'm just horror not in the horror straight. as much. No, I understand yeah. what you're saying. Uh, I'm, I'm a little bit more shocked than you not seeing Deliverance. Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but, uh, and, and you know what? I am also shocked because I've owned that film for so long. Okay. Because I worked for Warner Brothers and, uh, you know, we, yeah. they gave it to me basically going, hey, watch this film. Knowing you don't like horror much, I can understand maybe yeah, the yeah. Evil Dead slipped by, but you're not seeing Deliverance. That's You know what? You're right. Yeah. And uh, I will rectify that by next week. But Paul Jay is just catching his breath here. He hasn't realised there's about someone that hasn't evil seen Evil Dead, it. motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I just, it doesn't oh interest me. I'm sorry. Right. So let's do our honourable mentions. I've seen the director we'll... in Spider-Man. I just, you know, I don't need okay. to go back. Put it on you. All right, honourable mentions are Shane. Go. I got three: The Shining, which we spoke about just then. Jay brought it up. Yeah. Now these two are kind of uh, bending the rules a little bit because they're horror comedies. First one is The Stuff. Oh from wow. the eighties. Oh wow. Yeah. Gosh. Larry Cohen movie. <laughs> well, I haven't seen that since the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit of a parody, but it was yeah. very good. And Chud. Chud. Cannibalistic know. humanoid underground dwellers. Not Bud yeah. the Chud, which was Chud 2, yeah. Chud the original. I, you know what, I, I don't know anything about this film except that I've read it about it in the last few months. I have this thing about big uh, kind of um, 
aliens or creatures in sewers, like yeah. alligator and, you know, those yeah. kind of movies. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Or? Not quite. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Chud, I, I, it's a grimy movie. It's just one of yeah, those okay. grindhouse horrors and I, just it's a VHS staple I remember seeing as a kid and just yeah. one of those things that I like, yeah. So honourable mention. Okay. All right, well, honourable mentions. Uh, I've got The Shining as well, um, another film I haven't seen. Um, but uh, but I loved I loved the song. Here's Johnny. Bam 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 and she bam bam. Remember that one? That was massive. Yes, huge. Yeah, number I one. Do actually, yeah. uh, but my other uh, Jaws and Scream are in there. Yes. Right? Okay. Um, and so Jaws is interesting from a horror point of view. Yeah. I didn't want to include Jaws because yeah. I didn't think it was a horror. Yeah, and that's why no. I put an honorable mention mm, just because it got a bit yeah, of blood. Yeah, sure. and... I'm glad you mentioned it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, but uh, my other two mentions are uh, mainly because I don't, I didn't want to leave out TV out of this. Okay. Because during the late 80s and early 90s, there were a couple of good things. In it. Well, even earlier than that for um, one of them. But anyway, Alfred Hitchcock Presents mm-hmm. was yep. something that, again... You can say thriller is probably more about what they had. They had a little bit of horror, but that was something as a kid that scared me so much. Is that kind of like Twilight Zone? Yeah. But for horror, like Twilight Zone was sci-fi. Amazing Stories did yeah. something similar Amazing as well. Stories, where yeah. Spielberg had the backing of that he one, did. didn't Creep he? Show. And, uh, yeah, Creep Show. Creep Show. And then Anthologies. The, and yeah. so, yeah, so the last and like, sort of anthology one I had was um, Tales from the Crypt. Right, which is that. Yeah, Again, yeah. you know, like... Uh, I used to love those as a teenager. Yeah, they were yeah, easy to watch, oh, quick, yeah. half-hour so stories. I wanted to put those in there because I think yeah. they deserve, they work oh, nice. so hard to get an audience and uh, I thought they were pretty good. So my honourable mentions are... Um, it's funny, Friday the 13th is not in my top ten. However, Jason Voorhees is my favourite horror character. I just love him. Over Freddy. Him. See, I always thought Freddy was... Uh, you know, Freddy's movies were my favourite okay. within overall, yeah. but Friday the 13th was uh, certainly yeah. my favourite. Okay. I just love Jason. Maybe it's a tie to the name, I don't know, or the hockey mask. That's true. Just love him. But the movies are pretty basic, let's face it, right? But first, first Friday the 13th is great. Uh, another one I wanted to mention is a modern horror in Conjuring and that whole universe. I think Conjuring was great. Yeah. And it really got me excited about modern horror again because it's been a while, yeah. like we are just saying, through the noughties, I just lost interest through the paranormal activities and all those. I was just like, I didn't care. Are you about to come to the G word? No. Um, right. um, obviously, there's a lot there that I've already... Um, Do you include Annabelle in The Conjuring? No. Okay, because I didn't mind this. The new no, the creation is good, but Adam yeah. the first one's not great. Yeah. Okay. Um, the other one I wanted to mention, and no one knows this film probably. Yeah. But it's the one movie that has stuck with me more than any other horror film ever made, ever. Right, and it's a French film because the French uh, made some great horrors in, in uh, through the late noughties. Uh, and this one's called Martyrs. You were selling this to me hard yeah. when you first came out of it. You're like, this is a thing. I'd never watched it. <laughs> but it's really fucked up. Like, it's like an irreversible fucked up, but oh. with horror. It's so yeah. messed up. Yeah, but I it's also seen a, it, but I have heard of it. It's also a mind fuck as well, right? Yeah, yeah. So anyway, approach at your own risk, but you need to... Um, it's Yeah, anyway, it's amazing. But it's messed up. Anyway, so I had that. I had Halloween. No one mentioned Halloween. Um, Get Out is a modern horror that I more that I watch G, that, that the more the I word. like it. Get Out, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And the see, other, I will argue that. I will argue. Which one? Get Out's not a horror. Not argue it's, as yeah, in violently satire, argue, but I yeah. just think it's not really a horror. But yeah. it, it was scary in sort yeah. of, but I, I would you. not call it a horror film. I hear you. Mm. But it's classed as a horror on IMDb, so 
yeah. I think it's worth a mention, right? It's, yeah, number one rotten tomatoes. It's worth a mention. <laughs> um, and two other films, and I'll leave it. No one said Texas Chainsaw Massacre or any of those, and I actually do have a little fond thing for Texas. I don't mind them. And the other one, which is actually a very, very scary film like Event Horizon, like genuinely scary, not 80s icon horror, is The Descent. Yeah, that Have was you seen The Descent? Creepy. Creepy as. The Descent, uh, is that where they go cave, into cave, the cave? Yeah, my friend out. stars in that. Oh, really? Yeah, and a skeleton. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know that name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she's, she's in England she's at the moment. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, it's a genuinely She just scary only be when she became famous, but... No. <laughs> but no, she's, she's a great actor. And that's it. Yeah. So that is our top ten of all time. Jason found out very <laughs> difficult to get through. But I hope you guys enjoyed that. We're going to move on now to reviewing Jigsaw, a film that we all saw this week, in Movies at the Movies. And I was actually hanging to see this film. Did you know that? Oh, really? Yeah, 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 definitely. So, I, uh, I, it's a horror. I, why would I want to go see a horror? But after uh, I saw the trailers for it and we thought, you know, let's do a Halloween special. Seven years later after the, uh, the last Saw. Yeah, saw right. 3D. Saw 3D. Yeah. So tell me, before we get into the review, sure. what's your experience with Saw? Like, have you seen them all? Two. One, so you've two. only seen two? One, two, yeah. And one and two, and that's it. So you went one, two... Seven. Did they make more? Uh, eight. Yeah. Sorry. You went one to eight. One to. Did they make more? Oh, this is the new one's out. It's called Jigsaw. I'll go see that. Okay. And <laughs> what about you, Shane? What's your experience? Oh, I didn't go chronologically. I never actually saw the first three saws at the cinema, which is quite surprising because I pretty much make sure I see everything I possibly can at so the you, cinema. So you did my Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Started Almost. off at four. Yeah. I don't know what it was. There was something about it that I didn't uh, actually... I actually didn't think I'd really like it. and I, Whatever it was at the time, I didn't get to see them at the cinema. But four onwards were okay. They're watchable. I do not think any of them are scary. Uh, yeah. And then they yeah, no, they're not scary films. And, and Saw 3D, I've got to say, you did pretty good use of the 3D for what it was. Yeah. Yeah. My experience was I've talk, talked about Saw, number one. It was in mm-hmm. my top ten yeah. uh, horror films of all time. Then what happened, interestingly, I watched number two, not long after when it came out, and then I just got a bit kind of, I was a bit over the whole gornography, you know, torture porn thing yeah. uh, after Hostel and, and Hostel 2, so I kind of had a break from it, and then 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 came out in succession, and I stopped watching them. So only six months ago when Jigsaw was announced, Sam, my daughter, was like, hey, let's go back and watch the whole lot, and I'm like, ah. Oh, Actually, yeah, I haven't seen three, three to seven, and I've actually heard they're okay. Yeah, okay. So then we sat down in the last three months and we've watched all of them, mm. all seven, and, and then Jigsaw this week. Look, they're good. Yeah, I mean, one thing I really appreciate about Saw, and which is unlike any other horror franchise that I can think of, is they're really intertwined, and they do, they do. Um, oh, I didn't. Yeah, they do. I do. I'm, Careful of spoilers here, I guess. <laughs> they, they do a lot of different timelines, I guess is probably the best they way to do. say it. And um, so every movie is really carried on 
from the net from the previous film and it's really interlinked and I like that because it's a bit of a challenge when you're watching it you're thinking what's going on whereas a nightmare is for example Nightmare on Elm Street is just a fresh start almost every film, every film might yeah. have one character come over or something like that but where, where Saw is something um, it quite could be very repetitive because of the subject matter and the mechanics of it yeah. pardon the pun it could be repetitive <laughs> but it's not yeah. they actually find new ways don't yeah. they Jay uh, yeah. and, and new traps when I started off at uh, number four and went back to the original onwards they were all different I expected them to be similar but you got to be worried different. about the writers that they get in to come up with these all, they'll probably get oh, a yeah. specialist I guess who can actually build these things Saw's known for, for a couple of things right this yeah. is how I, if I go into a Saw film this is what I want I want plenty of gore right really bad acting cheap budget dirty gritty grungy kind of grimy. look and feel grimy yeah. And uh, and a big reveal at the end. It's known for its, its reveal at the end, you know, which started with the first one, which is where I jumped out of my seat and went, "Holy yeah. crap!" And every other every other movie has the same uh, intensity with reveal, except it's maybe not as magic as the first, or you know, yeah. it, it kind of diminishes over time, right? See, I, I kind of want from uh, this Saw franchise, and especially based on the first one, I want something that's a bit more low budget. You know, you, you know, I, I love uh, dialogue. I like it if you can um, work that dialogue into a well, one-room scene, a la sort of 12 Angry Men, if you have yeah. to go that way. I know they do change to a couple of rooms early and late, but generally it's in one sort of room. If you can hold some of the audience's um, uh, attention, attention, yeah, yeah, thank you, for, for, for that long, uh, then you've got an interesting film. And I thought Saw, the first one, I know had lots going on, but they were in a r- one room for a long time. For probably 70% of the film. Yeah. yeah. And so it really, really wasn't that. that gory, the original. If you go yeah. back no. and think about it, it got gory as it went along because it yeah. picked up his reputation. But the original Saw is not that. No, it was yeah. just more in the mind when yeah. he was chopping the foot off. And But good, Saw 1 was $1.2 million. That's yeah. how much that movie cost to mm. make. $1.2 million. Yeah. And that, that's one of the Couple reasons of Aussies. I... Yeah, that's one of the reasons I love that film is because, yeah. like you say, 70% of film one room and uh, it really builds that tension. That's right. So what do we know about Jigsaw? Let's go through the facts yeah, very quickly, know. right? So it's the eighth entry into the franchise after the seven-year hiatus that we talked about, yeah? Yeah. Directed by the Spirit Brothers. Now, this to me is quite personal because um, the Spirit Brothers are German, German, born in Germany, but they, were Australian, they grew up in Australia. And they are uh, famous for directing Daybreakers, which is a vampire film, which was a pretty decent it was good. Film. And they also directed uh, Predestination, which is one of my um, favourite mind-blowing films of the last five or ten years. Is that part of the Destination series? <laughs> Final? No. <laughs> uh, and they're also, the first film was The Undead. Now, Shane, I don't know if you know why this film's famous, but it's, it was shot on you know next to no budget, but they, enti- they edited the whole film on an Apple's famous for being edited on an um, Apple Mac 3... Four, I think it was Apple Mac 4. In Why is that special? Tell me about well, Apple Mac well, 4. Sorry, back then, yeah. no, nothing. No, the whole point was it was like a home post-production, right? So Apple Mac 4 was back in the uh, mid-2000s maybe. Right, so something you could just buy at home. Buy yeah, at your home yeah, house. I've, I've, yeah, I've got one, right? And is that because most other films what were made were edited where? Well, they were edited on massive servers or, you know, at least yeah, Avid yeah, sure. and stuff like that. So they, they edited on this Apple Mac yeah, and it cool. took them nine months to render the special effects. 
Because nice. it was a home computer. Because yeah. that's all they could do, right? Press the button, I'll come back for it. But also, it was showing off the power of the Apple at that time. I think it was a G4 core and blah, blah, blah. Right? Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, I remember being famous for that. Now, these guys are, are um, uh, uh, close to me because I attended the uh, Melbourne International Film Festival with them with the opening of Predestination. Yeah, drop it. <laughs> oh, I can't whistle. I need to get a, like a whistle sound. Name drop. Yep. So Jason just dropped a name. No, I, I literally <laughs> sat with the Spirit Brothers and watched Predestination, which opened the Melbourne Film Festival. Yeah, that's awesome. Awesome, right? Yeah. And uh, I didn't quite know what I was watching, and the movie is just a complete mind f. And and then after the movie, I was able to talk to them, you know, because we literally got up out of our seats and went, "Hello, directors. Um, I've got so many questions." <laughs> They're nice blokes. They're they are blokes. nice guys. Yeah. yeah. Well, one brother's particularly uh, shy, and the other ones. Quite you've you've uh, met them before? Haven't met them uh, in person, but I've interviewed them over the phone. Oh right, yeah, yeah, brilliant, brilliant. great guys. So yeah, it was um, it was really good. When I was at the movie convention just a couple of weeks ago, they got on screen and they they um, they shared the two films that they have coming out this year. We're obviously with the same uh, studio. The first one was um, Winchester. Yeah, can't wait. A horror movie called Winchester. Right, yeah, yeah got special, your attention. Yeah. Close uh, to my heart. <laughs> your, yeah, yeah. So Winchester is your college that you attended in. That's true. Well, I lived there for six years. Winchester, and, yeah. Yeah. So this is like Winchester, a haunted house. England. It's like a haunted house movie. With yeah. Helen Mirren. And it looks like uh, it's kind of got the tone of um, uh, Woman in Black. It's kind of like that, but with some puzzling, you know, things going on. Right? Yeah, okay. Uh, and so they got on, they, they presented Winchester and... I didn't know this, but then they said, oh, and our second film this year is Jigsaw. And I'm like, going, what? They're, yeah. they're, they're filming a, they've directed a Hollywood studio film? You know, yeah. what? Okay, great. So that really piqued my interest in this film. Yeah? Sure. Yep. So anyway. It, it Spirit... was all under secrecy. When I spoke to them about Jigsaw, they said that they, it was a long time before they could even tell anyone that we're doing it. Right. Yeah, so okay. that's why they sort of, you were surprised when they announced it, because, yeah, they probably might have been the first time they announced it. Yeah. So, um, we'll go back to that when we talk about the film. It stars Matt Passmore, who's from Aussie TV and, uh, like, McLeod's Daughters. Uh, Callum Keith Rennie, who's from Warcraft and lots of other TV. And you'll know this one. I think you'll know this yeah. one, Sean. And that's uh, Laura Vandervoort from uh, Small, Smallville's Supergirl. Yeah. From Smallville, she was Supergirl. She was Supergirl. Remember? No. Oh. I love Smallville. I don't remember Supergirl being She's in good. Smallville. She's been in a fair few other things later, too. Later, later in there. Yeah, I, I quite like her. Yeah, yeah, she's been in heaps. So, the, sorry. Yeah, you... No, no, go ahead. I love Smallville. I just, it's been such a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I knew it was one of your She's in the remake of V as well. Hmm. The two people, if I could take out of that film to be in other Superman films, are obviously uh, Tom, whatever his name is, um, Superman, and uh, the guy who played uh, Lex Luthor. Those guys, I could see going on to be those characters in Michael feature films. Michael Bohm was the guy who played mm. Lex, but yeah, Tom Wellings, Tom was, Wellings. was the um, Superman guy. I would have loved I, to have seen him do a feature, you know, because he was, he was young, no, and no, no doubt he's going to get bigger and there was actually more talk manly. of it, but they gave him the, was it The Fog or The Mist? One of those movies he was in, it was The Fog, I think, just to test him on the big yes, screen and that, and it didn't yeah. work. He's fit for TV, sure. Yeah, he's but, a fit for TV but that's actor. also... <laughs> yeah. No, you know no. what? No, yes. no, yes, because that is also well, no, no. It's already like history. It's actually already history. He's tried and no, no, no. But I'm saying that's the wrong test. 
Christopher Reeve is crap. But he's an amazing Superman. He's an amazing Superman because he's awkward and he's not a great actor. He's in a movie with Michael Caine (laughs) called Death Trap that was very, very good. I liked Rear Window, his remake. Oh, get... No. (laughs) That was... No. Anyway, maybe if Tom Welling had uh, an opportunity like Christopher Reeve to do several films, we might have a film with Michael Caine or maybe... What's the equal to Michael Caine these days? Uh, What's the... What's the guy from Taboo? Um, Bane? Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Maybe maybe he's in with Tom Hardy. And and we'll be like, Tom oh. Willings and Tom Hardy are that far apart, it's unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> maybe they're going to be amazing. <laughs> anyway, off topic. Um, <laughs> so the budget for this film, interestingly, was $10 million, right? Now, the high side for Saw franchise was $20 million with Saw 3D, that you mentioned, Shane. And the yes. low side, side was, we've already mentioned, Saw 1 at $1.2 million. So this is right in the middle. Um, and we'll go into it, but it looks pretty good for $10 million, to be honest. And just on that, one of my questions to them when I interviewed them was, did you come in on budget? And they said they came in under. No way. Which is, they go, coming in under is as good as coming in on. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it actually didn't cost them $10 million. There you go. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, the runtime is one hour and 31 minutes, which is almost verbatim for every saw. It's like 90 minutes every single one, which is great. That's what you want when you go in there. Mm. Best comps are obviously Hostel, Saw, and Final Destination, which I will talk about in my spiel. Um, it's released in Australia this week. It was released in the US last week. Uh, the box office expectations is around 30, 40 million US and 45 million Australian. Now, just looking at that, the high side of a Saw franchise was $87 million with Saw 2, and the low side was Saw 6 with $27 million. Critically, Rotten Tomatoes has this at 31% so far, and interestingly, audiences have it at 95%, so it's pinging with your fans, which is interesting. The low side for Saw was Saw 3D with 9% Rotten Tomatoes, and the high side for uh, Saw was uh, 49%. We saw one. I liked Saw 3D. When I say I liked, I just thought out of, you know. Well, critics other than you didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that's that's pretty much the facts of it. Yeah, right. Well, um, you know, I'd like to get into the review side of this, but I'm actually personally struggling as to what to say to this film. How were your notes on the night? My, My notes, usually I cover two pages and the pages are about the size of my hand so I, I probably get 30 points out of a film. How many did uh, Jigsaw get? It got four and one of those was added about five minutes ago <laughs> 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 and while you could take that as a negative, it's not Okay. It's not It's. I was looking forward it to this is. film as I was driving, I was getting yeah. more excited as I got there and it just is Like it's yeah. just. it just is the horror that I wanted to see yeah, fine, it's got a bit of gore in it, but it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. No. Yeah, so I was really happy with, with that. Um, there were a, a couple of moments, you know, uh, obviously with trapped appendages and bits and pieces that you have that, you know, kind of, oh, I could this could go either way, but I think they did it in a, if you can say, a tasteful yeah. way in terms of horror. Uh, I was really happy with that, and... Most of what I want to say is going to be in spoiler territory, so I'm going to leave this up to you guys to to run me through the... Shane? Yeah, I don't want to go on too much because there is a lot of spoiler stuff here, but 
I just like how there's been a gap of such a long period in between. And it's still the movie when it was announced and the trailers were coming out. There was a lot of interest in it. Mm. I think maybe people had forgotten about it or lost interest in, you know, this day and age of horror. And again, not giving too much away, it goes, it harks back a little bit in my eyes to the original where it's not, people were expecting maybe another torture porn as they call it, but it wasn't at all. It wasn't light in any, by any means. And the fact that the filmmakers could keep so much of the initial storyline and plotline so secretive is, was really well done. You know, it's not a bad business strategy uh, releasing something seven, eight years after because yeah. you're it's essentially bringing in a whole new audience. You could almost say, you know what, let's drop a little bit of the top end. If we're going to spend 10 mil... Let's try and go for those 18 to 25s who were probably too young to see the rest of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rename it. Rename it. still has the um, I'm glad the they didn't go with Saw 7 or whatever at 8. No. Yeah, eight. you couldn't I'm have really done that. No, yeah. Yeah. No one would have but also remember, mm. they re- were released between 2004 and 2010. They had seven films. Mm. So he had ran its race by 2010. So it was one a, a year too. Yeah. It was, it was not like they gave it 18 months no, even. It was, it was a, literally one months. a year, mm. right, and dominated. But So it needed a bit of a break, I think. Yeah. I think that's why people were a bit excited for it, going, oh, yeah, cool, go back to the cinema and see a Saw. Yeah. I know, I just, I'd heard rumblings that it was going to be a little bit more like uh, the originals. So that, that's, the, I think it's what excited me. But other than that, yeah, I think this whole film and the enjoyment of it really sits in, um, in spoiler territory. Yeah, so Have you guys got anything more on that? Everything I'm going to talk about really is, um, really relates back to the spoiler part. I yeah. can talk about stuff, but it doesn't mean anything until I can relate it back to the, the reveals and the twists. Yeah. So I'm prepared to go to spoiler territory straight up. Yeah. Shane, yeah. you have... I'm good. Yeah, oh, good. my yeah. God. We're going into spoiler territory so early. This film, <laughs> it's all about spoilers. Yeah. So if you haven't seen this film, piss off. Yeah, do not stay around <laughs> for this. Just, you know, head off. If you don't hear the last bit, just head off to the cinema and see it. And we're going to head into spoiler territory, right? Now. So let me get this straight. They're in a world. <laughs> Juicy. Where, in a world. In a world. Where it's turned upside down, like the... The, the last bit was the, the first bit and the first bit was the middle bit. So the, I don't, no, no, no. The happened? easiest way to explain this film, right, <laughs> is let's get it straight out there. The easiest way to explain it is this is a, a prequel and a sequel. Hmm. That's, that's, that's the best way to get it all out on the table. My experience with this film is up until the last act or the reveal, um, there's a couple of things going through my mind. These were the things that were going through my mind. The, the torture porn was dialed way back. Yes. That's the first thing I noticed. I'm like going, oh, okay, well, this isn't... And, and I was saying to you earlier on, it wasn't dirty, grimy, grungy. It was actually quite colourful, glossy, mm. and looked like almost like a Final Destination. I was going, what? Is this the Saw franchise that I know? I just thought, how many years has this guy been building all of this up? Yeah, right? And even even down to the acting was... Now, it's not great, 
but it's <laughs> on, on sore terms. Yeah, yeah, but it was almost even a step up in the acting d- depart- yeah. department. Matt, Matt Passmore is pretty good. I'm not yeah. just saying that because no, he's no. an Aussie, no, but no. he's yeah. pretty he good. Pretty I've good. seen him a few yeah, times. Yeah, he was pretty good. Yeah. So I'm actually feeling really weird about the three quarter mark in this film. Going, it's it's a bit <laughs> shiny, a bit glossy, and and it was actually he, he, this is our first spoiler, right? Yeah. It was sucking me in. It, it actually got me. I was tricked watching this film, right? This is how I'm viewing this, by the way. Because right. up until the third quarter, Mark, I was frustrated by this film. I was like, yeah. they've fucked this up. Yeah. I'm, the, I'm the with Spirit you brothers, point, yeah. my, my brothers, yeah. have actually really derailed this franchise a bit, you know? Yeah. And I was really starting to get disheartened and disappointed. Because the whole time, you're throwing um, accusations in your mind out at the people on the screen saying, you did it. You did it. Oh, you did it. And that's what Saw's about, right? Who, but yeah, who even if you got it right, you're like, oh, they did it. Who cares? Mm. So then for but. me, um, and even the traps weren't as elaborate as you guys mentioned before. And, and this, that brings me back to this twist again, right? And even that was a little bit kind of disheartening. And um, then, then the one that really got me and shat me was when um, uh, John Jigsaw comes on the screen. Yeah. And he's part of this whole this whole thing, right? Yeah. And at that point, and then they they talk about the reference where they've mixed up the X rays. I'm like, going, <laughs> are you kidding me? Am I in like Dumbland or something? Like, what what am I watching here? This is actually stupid and appalling. <laughs> yeah. I'll stop there for a sec. Yeah. That's what I felt. I'd like to hear how you guys okay. felt. Okay. Please, Shane, go ahead. Everything Jay just said. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just kept waiting for like. I think we heard it about five times before he even appeared. Can't be him. He's been dead for eight years. We kept hearing that. He's been yeah. dead for eight years. It can't be him. It can't be his DNA. I kept thinking, twin, might be his twin brother. <laughs> He's not dead. You know, they've resurrected him. Uh, and then when it all happened, I didn't think it was dumb, though. I just was I was no, in the moment. Sorry, I, when Jigsaw appeared? Yeah. And then the first thing you, you see when he appears, the next flash thing was the, the mix-up of the x-rays. Okay, I'm yeah. going, you cannot be pinning this on, on this and somehow he <laughs> wasn't the real body. And I'm like, you can't be doing this. That's it took, where I thought it took it me done. a while to realise it was actually a prequel and a sequel mixed yeah. in one. Yeah. And I thought that was a bit of a genius move. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, because I hadn't seen three to six, seven, whatever it is, I, I didn't know he wasn't alive. Well, he, 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 he died in... Uh, Two or three. three. Yeah, but I, I saw like, one. Autopsy two. completely messed up, right? Autopsy. He was already dead when I started watching Saul. Yeah. <laughs> so he's been dead. He's just had like, um, um, you know, co- not copycat, sorry, like people working for him over four, five, six, and seven. Right. And they bring up the website in Jigsaw too, and that was from the first movie or the second movie or something. The followers that had, you know, there was, a real, there, yeah. there was an actual real website too. But so you go, so I, I'm coming, so you think of this. For people that are coming in that are younger age group watching it without knowing any Maybe of that history. Maybe watching for the first, like that's yeah. it, that's all they've seen. I've kind of come in with that with a little bit of history on it. So yeah. I didn't know he was dead. I didn't know there was a website. Um, but I accepted these things because I've seen other films that, you know, people have followers and yeah. things like that. That's fine. Yeah. In terms of him, uh, you know, coming back from the dead type you know, storyline, I, I accepted it. It's horror. Like, man, yeah. I've seen... I mean, how many times has Freddie and Jason somehow... Michael Myers Michael and everyone Myers, else. Man. Yeah. Of course, right? Yeah. You know, but it just happens. So you, you're in this world where you accept these things. So I was accepting it all the way along. Hmm. Um, and then, yeah. 
So then what happens is um, exactly what Shane said, is that the reveal when the dun-dun-dun-dun-dun starts and they start doing flashbacks and flash-forwards mm. and, and, t- and piecing the puzzle together and then informs you that, hey, nice Jigsaw happened 10 years earlier. So what you're seeing on screen is 10 years earlier to what... And then there was like a, I guess, a, a not a copycat, but they were recreating the the same scenes of what happened 10 years ago. So it was a trick. They tricked you because you were seeing both throughout the whole film, right? Yeah. And so you were you fell for it. You couldn't help but really fall for it. Like it was, you know, don't you agree? Like it was, yeah, you know, been... Even though, uh, backtracking a little bit, the movie starts with a uh, car chase. Cops running after yeah. a guy. Which we've never really seen too much outside the Saw universe. Never seen it outside of the universe. So no. already it's got you on the back foot. Hey, yes. What are we watching here? Is this, a, is this Jigsaw or First what? Thing I saw and that's the thing. Yeah. They, they had to try and bring in the, uh, the cop somehow into suspicion, right? And that was a great way to do it. Did he shoot the guy on purpose? Did he yeah. not? Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 So and then he comes back to... So when it ended, I was like, okay, all right. Uh, okay, I was still kind of almost embarrassed because it kind of got me a little bit in a weird way, right? But then I started to think about it more, thinking, okay, now I know why the Spirit Brothers signed on to this. I get it. Because it's like Predestination, here's a spoiler, is, is a bit of a trick film. Yeah. Right? It does trick you in the reveal. Really well done, right? So I know what attracted Spirit Brothers to Jigsaw because it's kind of similar, you know? Um you think you're watching one thing, it's a misdirection, but you're watching another, right? Uh, so then I started thinking more and more, and I came back home with the girls and we were talking about it more and more. So I left, the, I left this is my experience. It was, a, it was a six, sorry, it was a five in the first act, went down to a three in the second act out of ten, right? Oh, wow, and then Because I was like, I was like removed. Yeah. But then at the end of the film, I'm like, oh, no, that was a good reveal, I'm going to give it six. Mm. Then I've actually, believe it or not, thought about it a little bit more, and here's my thing. We've talked about it tonight where we talked about it looked more polished, it looked more colourful, um, it wasn't gritty, grimy, the, the traps weren't as elaborate. Everything we wanted from a saw was, it was kind of pulled back a bit. Why? Because yeah. it's a prequel. This, yeah. was, this was John, I can't remember John's last name, um, Jigsaw. This was his first go at kind of teaching people lessons. Sure. Ten, ten years before, right? So I'm really glad makes, you said that. It kind of makes sense that it's... A little lighter, he's in a barn, he's not in a, like a, a warehouse, uh, it's not as gritty or grimy because he's just, and he's not as elaborate, he's not, he's not um, torturing them as much because he's still trying to work out where his head's at. This is my interpretation, by the way. Sure. This is what I ended up getting from it later on after the fact, you know, and yeah. by the way, I wrote zero notes on this film <laughs> because you don't need to, but. Yeah. No. Do you, do you think that, uh, I know you like your comp films, your you know, comparison titles, things that you need, if you want to sell a film, you'll come up with comparison titles so that other people can understand or you can look at numbers that those films have made. Do you think that this film could have The Karate Kid as a comp title? Because that guy was a regular Mr. Miyagi. You know, when, when I got to flashback scene... It was just about you know uh, what was the what was the doctor's name? What was his name? Oh, the um, the army guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So What's definitely his... spoilers. So the guy who actually yeah, yeah. Um, um, kills the is the killer. Yeah. Kills the What's cop. What's his name? You who remember? John. Let the killer John? of his wife. Yeah. Kills the cop who let the killer of his wife go. That yeah, cop. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah um. I, yeah. Let's say John. But basically, it was basically it was just Daniel's son. 
It was just Daniel Sun. Oh, yeah. he was brilliant. Well, yeah, but they, well, they went the flashbacks, and then he's standing next to the original Saw killer, and it's like they're looking at sores, uh, in this sort of sentimental teaching way yeah and the whole time all i get is you know <laughs> wax on wax off <laughs> there was a lot to swallow in this film while you're watching it and one of the things that bugged me a little bit because after the after it gave me the reveal i'm like okay all right i'm with you i'm okay with that right but there's a couple of things too one was his you know the spinning trap that he had that big with the red spiral massive yeah. i quite liked that mechanics of that great trap yeah, right it was really great good. trap yeah, but different. it probably doesn't belong in his first traps, to be honest. And some of his earlier traps were quite primitive. kind of elaborate. Even yeah. though yeah, primitive, but they were kind of still elaborate even though they were early in his Yeah. Him doing it, you know, because if you go back to the first saw, they're chained with a saw, pretty much. Right? Look, I mean, you can you could talk about these little nitty bitty things, but honestly, how did he put it all together? He would have had to have spent <laughs> ten years of planning these murders well, yeah. that's what to, that's kind of saying. I mean, we saw did, him yeah. there sketching a uh, bike, a little yeah. trike. I, I thought it was a little lame how we got a few of the flashbacks of how those people came to be in there. The the lady stealing the purse yeah. and then yeah. and then the motorbike thing. and oh, I know it was all linked and it's all beneficial to the yeah. plot, but yeah. it seems like that A bit much to swallow in the neighbour. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, look, I think they had a kind of a red-hot go, you know... It's not oh, bad, by it's any not means. Bad. Yeah. Look, yeah. it's not the worst saw. I think the worst saw for me is part seven, the last entry before this yeah. one, and it literally probably goes. Oh, sorry. And then see, I like three D. <laughs> did you? For some reason, I actually really liked the saw three yeah. D, the one previously to this. And one thing that saw is famous for is obviously we've talked about bad acting. It kind of has a lot of that. It has the gore, but probably not as much. But maybe that's because it's a prequel thing. But the other thing it is um, famous for is that kind of, um, if you remember, the camera work, the twisty camera work that it does when it does the reveal or mm. if they're in the trap for the first time, it does its shaky cams like this, right? Every single film has it. And it's a, it's a thing. It's gritty, it's grimy, it's grungy, it's got yeah. that. This didn't have this that. This didn't have it, no. I don't know why... They did that. Again, in the interview, though, they said to me that that they just didn't want... They wanted to put their own stamp on it for a new generation, basically, like we've already discussed, and go back to the mystery and suspense rather than the gore. Yeah. Well, they got that, but then it starts to feel a bit Final Destination-y for me. Well, there's so many... And I'm happy to go see Final Destination 6 to go see a Final Destination, not Saw 8. Yeah. You know, from being picky. (laughs) <laughs> right. Well, uh, have you guys got any more to say on this sort of spoiler territory? Or? No. No, I'm no, done. Good. Yeah. That's good. I think that, that, and that's the film, isn't it? It's it's straightforward in terms of uh, it's a horror. Yeah. You know, go if you want to have fun, go and see it. Do we that, think that there'll thing. be another one, boys? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'll do two. If, if, oh, yeah, definitely. Was, yeah. Yeah. If this was $10 million and it makes, you know, maybe $80 million or $100 million worldwide, there'll be another yeah. one. And I'll even go and see it. Yeah, they need that? another big gap though in between, um, at least uh, eighteen months, two years. I don't think they should have another one next year. I think yeah. they should just reinvent it. Don't worry about Jigsaw at all. I know he's everything, but just kind of completely reinvent it. Have a new, you know, um, mm. serial killer, if you will. And I don't know. So, what do you give this film? With our little ratings. Well, for me, I'm going. Uh, if you're a Saw fan, you're, you've, if you've seen all seven, go to the movies and watch this one. It's a bit of fun. It's it's a no brainer. If you haven't. If you're not a Saw fan or if you haven't seen too many of them, I'd wait for a subscription or even, if you haven't seen any of them, maybe even don't watch it at all. 
Okay. Yeah. Shame. Hardcore fans only go to see it at the movies. I think if you, the people who watch horror movies now are going to expect a lot more gore, expect a lot more frights than they're going to get in this. Yeah. I didn't mind it, but I'll say hardcore fans see it at the movies. Otherwise, wait. Yeah, nice. Uh, look, I'm going to go with horror fans. You know, of course, you want to go see a horror film, so this is, this is as good as any to go and see. Uh, but I'm going to put in the sort of 18 to 25 brackets. You guys are on dates. Head out there and watch it. It's a great <laughs> way to, uh, yeah. you know, cuddle each other. And, and, That's and a good you, call. Don't forget, you know, we were young ones. We would have loved this sort of, really loved this stuff, I think, if we were a lot younger. Um, so I really think that those types of um, ages, especially on dates, go out and go out and see these things. This is a great Friday, Saturday night movie. Otherwise, yeah, if you're a teenager and you're allowed to watch this film, I can't uh, tell you to watch this film, but grab it on Blu-ray, grab it on DVD, <laughs> watch it when your parents aren't there. Um, go and do that, all right? Jigsaw uh, out. Jigsaw out. Uh, right, guys, hey, that's it for our Halloween special. That's our second special movie yeah. special, movie convention. Yep. This is Halloween special. Yeah, We're going to go with the uh, top uh, 10 of the year Best coming up. Best of 2017. I'm really looking forward to that. That's going to be massive. Yeah. And hopefully, Shane, uh, you, you should be... I back would for that. be stoked to and be in the same room as you guys oh, again. Thank you, mate. <laughs> and also, we're going to do a what to look out for in 2018, in, in, early in the year, next year. Oh, that's right, oh, yeah. yeah. We'll have a look at what's coming out in the next 12 months. I'm looking forward to that That's going to be well. a big episode, a really good episode. We're going to have a live audience and all that sort of business as well. Yeah. Uh, thank you for joining us tonight, Shane. Thank you for having me. <laughs> all right. We are going to see you uh, next week with our episode seven. <laughs> For listening to the podcast if you like the show why don't you head on down to facebook or instagram and look up off topic with two drunk guys you'll find us there we're going to be throwing up some extra content or if you just want to have a general chat write to us to let us know how you feel about the show or any suggestions why don't you email us at two drunk guys off topic at gmail.com oh look at that emails already And so as not to forget, Facebook, Instagram, Off Topic with Two Drunk Guys. See you next week. Wait, wait, wait. You forgot Shane Bassett, our movie extraordinaire and all-round nice guy. He's our in-house movie critic. You can reach him on Twitter and Insta at movie underscore analyst.